We're joined today by Tom Citrino, who is a neighborhood activist who is, among others, uh, raising concerns about some proposals for related to mining in the uh, town of Sam Lake. So we've asked Tom to, to join us. So, so Tom, can you give us an introduction? What is the, the particular issue um, that people are concerned about at the moment? Sure, Mark. Um, there's a proposal in front of the town board to expand the Hoffe-Reifenberg mine by 70 acres on land that is not currently zoned for mining. Uh, this uh, land is in the middle of three major residential neighborhoods, uh, as is the current mine, uh, but the expansion would bring it much closer to homes and endanger people's water supply. Everybody's on wells out here, air quality, noise pollution, um, et cetera, all the problems that are associated with gravel mining. Now, I know some gravel mines, but I remember a number of decades ago being involved with the uh, gravel mine expansion uh, over there by uh, by Millers. But one of the issues at, at that point certainly was also the fact that uh, some of these mines basically use dynamite to blow blow up the, the, the shell. And, and is that an issue in, in, in this particular mine? It is. It is in this sense, although the application says they have no intention of hard rock mining. Once the town zones the land to be mined, the town loses the ability to control what kind of mining can occur on that land. That becomes the purview of DEC. And this land, the 70 acres that are, that are proposed to be added to the current mine is rich in what's known as gray wacky, the materials that uh, many people call that gold uh, in the mining sense, it's more than just gravel. It's what's used to make asphalt and is extremely valuable. So nobody believes that once this land would be zoned for mining, that it would not result at some point in hard rock mining. Now, I, I became uh, familiar with some of these zoning concepts when I was on my town board in Post and Go, actually dealing with gravel, oh, maybe 30, 30 years ago. So one question I have is, is zoning in, in general is supposed to be done, you know, pursuant to some type of comprehensive plan for the town to develop? You're not supposed to do spot zoning where you jump from exactly. parcel to parcel. So, so is this an issue with respect to this zoning reapplication? Yes, it is. In order, the town zoning code was uh, revamped in 2017, and it set up a procedure to uh, under which somebody that wanted to mine land in an area zoned agricultural residential, which is what this area is zoned as. And basically, you have to go through a plan development district procedure. Um, and there are two stages to this procedure. We're in the first stage right now. But the first criteria you're supposed to meet is that it complies with the town's comprehensive plan. The town has a specific section of its current plan that says, essentially, that mining expansion should not occur uh, without balancing the needs of the surrounding neighborhoods. This application 
to expand this mine does not address that section of the plan, of the town's comprehensive plan, which is why it should not be allowed to even move to the second phase of what they would have to do to move on to actually mine this land. Now, I, I, I know when I was on the town board in Posenkill, many we have, I think, seven mines at that point. You know, many of these mines are actually on the town roads, and you, the town doesn't actually get anything benefit from these mines because it's gravel, so it's land. So you're just taxing land, not building. So the town doesn't get any revenues, but you you actually incur a tremendous amount of expenses, especially because we had to maintain the roads that these massive gravel trucks were running back and forth all day long and tearing up the town town roads. Is there any type of financial incentive that is being offered to the town to offset the this, the, this nuisance that they want to expand? No. Absolutely not. And, and uh, the, the company that runs this mine is vehemently opposed to that kind of thought. Uh, and it's interesting that you bring up economic costs to the town. Uh, we haven't finished the study yet, but we have looked at the taxes paid by the landowners of the area that's currently being mined in the area that they want to mine. It's basically four pieces of property versus the several hundred uh, properties that pay taxes in town. Essentially, the homes, this is a, an approximation, but the assessed value of the homes that surround these mines is about $100 million. And they pay about 100 times the taxes that the four property owners pay for uh, mining the land. Almost all of them have agricultural exemptions, so they're even taxed at a lower rate than a residence. Right. Now, can you walk us through, um, you know, the, the process? Who, who actually, you know, there's various town committees, there's a town yeah. board. Who gets to make the decisions, and what so far has been their response to this proposal? Okay, the town board makes the final decision. Um, this uh, proposal was put on a town board agenda two days before Thanksgiving uh, without really any notice. Uh, it was then uh, passed by the town board at that meeting. And in, in the town adopted a resolution that said this application meets the requirements of the town zoning code for the first phase and sent it to the planning board. Um, so there was real no notice to the public or the town residents that this was going to happen, nor were any public hearings held on it. It was sent to the planning board. Uh, the planning board considered it through the month of December and just last week uh, sent back its recommendation to the town board. Um, the planning board's council limited the planning board's review to two very technical sections of the zoning code. Um, and they had them take votes on each sentence of those two technical sections. But essentially, the planning board split 3-3 in terms of recommending that this uh, proposal 
uh, move forward. It now goes back to the town board, which has 45 days to decide whether it should go to phase two or not. Okay, and what would phase two be? Phase two requires a full EIS type one review. EIS, environmental impact statement? That's correct. So it requires, it's a considered, once you move to phase two, it's considered a type one action under CEQA and requires a full EIS, Mm. environmental impact statement. Most, uh, the belief is the next stage will take 12 to 18 months to complete. I, I know when I was on my you know town board, um, my experience was that our town officials had no clue what it, you know environmental impact statement really supposed to be about. They would basically check boxes, but not really do any uh, assessment. What, what can people do at this point? How do people get more information? Yep. There, you can get more information uh, by going to the website, sandlakeminingalloneword.com. The next, uh, there are three town board meetings that are going to occur during this 45-day window that they have to act. I suggest that residents go to the town board meetings that are going to be held the 25th of January and February 8th and make your voices heard about your concerns about how this mining expansion will not only affect the surrounding neighborhoods, air and water quality. (coughs) We're out of time. Thank you very much, Tom Citrino, uh, Sand Lake, and this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.